Hey, welcome back. I'm Ray Ray, the host of Shift in the Script, a podcast where we will delve into all things mental health, from individual personal journeys to professional insights, tips, and advice. We're going to cover it all. So join us as we speak with all different types of people and explore how we can help, understand, and navigate our mental health. So without further ado, let's dive right in. What's going on, everybody? It is Ray Ray, the host of Shift in the Script. Kate and I really want to uh, connect with our our listeners and our audience, and you know, tell tell them about us. We want to connect with you guys on a personal level, and so what better way to do that than to tell our stories, right? I have a bit of a different one, uh, as does Caden, and you know, we wanted to share it with you. Uh, I can start off with mine. We'll probably do these in parts so we can spread them out. Um, along with the other interviews and other topics that we talk about. Uh, But I figured I would start with mine. Um, So yeah, let's jump right in. All right. So yeah, so let's start from the beginning with me. Um, My story starts when I was adopted. I actually was born in Honduras. It's a Central American country to a American couple, a white couple. Uh, So if you could imagine, uh, I am Hispanic, so I have darker skin. I was actually adopted with a sister, um, younger sister, by two days. (laughs) So my sister Becky was born two days after I was. Different family, uh, but adopted to the same family. Uh, So we grew up as twins. Um, It was, we have a very, 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 very special bond. Uh, We still do, even though Becky isn't with us anymore which I will get into um, in, in a few minutes. But yeah, it, we had a different start than many. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of kids who are adopted, but not many that I know of. Uh, and I wanted to tell my journey because um, it is different. So yeah, so I was adopted and at around two and a half, uh, almost three, my brother was born. My baby brother was born, Brian. Uh, we had a good childhood Um you know, we, just like anybody would, it, we did a lot of stuff. We went camping. We did all the stuff that kids do when they grow up, you know, getting into trouble and teasing each other. <laughs> um, you know, I can't say it was, it was bad. Um, and then around five years old, uh, that's when my parents got divorced. Um, my father became someone different. Uh, someone that, in my opinion, didn't deserve my mom. And so they called it quits. The, the divorce took a long time. Um, now, you know, in my adult age, uh, my mom has told us her story. Um, and it wasn't good. But, you know, we he had custody of us every other weekend. Uh, my mom had primary custody of us. But we did have visitation with him every other weekend. Uh, he moved to Massachusetts. Um to be closer to his family. Um, both of my parents came from Massachusetts. I uh, moved to Connecticut um, after, um, before, right before adopting us. And so uh, it was, it was interesting to say the least on the weekends with my dad. Uh, he, he would tell, he told my briar, my briar, my brother, right before he passed away. 
um, again, which will be another part of my story um, at a later date. He said that, you know, I never had a huge issue with alcohol. Uh, He, until the moment he brought, him and my mom brought me and Becky home. Uh, He was overwhelmed and decided that it was a good idea to leave my mom with two babies, luggage, and everything by herself in the airport and went to the airport bar. And that's where he had his drinks and became, in his mind, an alcoholic. Um, He realized that alcohol was numbing any nervousness and pain that he had. And yeah, the rest is history. He became an angry drunk and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. We, however, in the beginning, when we first started visiting him every weekend, every other weekend, sorry, we did have fun. He was able to put the beer down. He was able to put the whiskey down. Um, and we did, we had a blast. We would see my cousins on my dad's side, um, the Fenors, and, you know, we would see my cousin Kristen, we would see, uh, my cousins, Danny and Katie and Kevin. Uh, my dad was one of, um, five, I believe. Yeah. Five. Uh, he has four sisters, so they had family. So we had a big family on that side. And we did have a lot of fun. We went to my grandparents and they had a pool, which is where I became obsessed with swimming um, and became an actual incredible swimmer. And so it was fun. I can't say in the beginning, beginning, beginning part of uh, the separation wasn't, it wasn't really bad. I can't say it was all bad. But then after a while, um, you know, things became worse. He became... um, intolerable. It was every other weekend we would see him was, he was drunk. Uh, he became very emotionally, mentally abusive to my mom, uh, and telling lies about her, um, to us trying to brainwash us and just get us to hate her. But we knew the truth. We knew the true story. And this is what caused me to become extremely hyper vigilant. Um, and wanting to protect my family. Um, I didn't want anything to happen to my um, sister or brother. Uh, And it was difficult. I hated when he would uh, be mean to my mom. And, you know, we went home and, of course, he picked us up and dropped us off drunk. Um, Yeah, it was was a journey, right? Um, And so my mom did the best she could to protect us. Um, there was nothing that she could do, uh, other than getting proof that my dad was drunk. And there really wasn't, he hit it very, very well until there was times when I would come home and things would be wrong. Um, and when my mom found out, uh, she was able to bring him to court and his visitation rights were removed. So we weren't required at around 13 uh, when me and my sister were 13 and Brian was around 10, 10 and a half, uh, didn't have to go see him anymore. Um, and that was a blessing. It really was. It was a huge blessing. He, however, decided that it was a good idea to continuously call the house and demand talking to us when he was drunk. He was just awful to my mom. And then we just stopped picking up. You know, it, it was just he got the hint, right? You know, you you messed up enough that your kids don't want to see you, and, and that's it. 
so life moved on. Um, we stayed in Columbia, uh, in Connecticut, until around, let's see, seventh grade. Um, my brother was in fourth. And then we moved to, as a family, to Mansfield. Uh, and that was great. We loved Mansfield. Um, not that Connecticut was bad. Uh, I mean, sorry, Columbia was bad. Columbia was very, uh, let's see, how do you put it? It was very small, so everybody knew everybody. Uh, it's a town between bigger towns, so it was like the itty-bitty one that sits off on the side, <laughs> right? It's in between Mansfield, I mean, sorry, Willimannock and, oh man, now I'm trying to remember geography. But I remember it would go Columbia, Willimannock, and then Mansfield. Um, and we moved to Mansfield, and it was it was a great change. It was definitely a change that my mom needed, um, and we needed as a family. We had uh, grown to love the Grillos, who were uh, my mom's boyfriend later, um, Frank and his kids. We were known as the the Brady Bunch. <laughs> there was three on each side, so six kids, and then you know my mom and and Frank, and they were together for a while, and we grew very attached to them. Um, you know, we were, they were together for a good 10 years. Uh, and it was, it was cool to have a bigger family and to, to just grow up with a bunch of kids. Right. We had great times. We went camping a lot together every year. Uh, you know, we would hang out all the time with each other. Um, yeah, it was really fun. It was, it was peaceful. It was how a family should be. Uh, and then, you know, my dad would randomly come in and out of the picture and it was, that was always, a nightmare. It was a, it was a, it was a struggle when that happened and it would uproot things and cause mental distress and stuff that we just didn't need anymore. Um, but needless to say, we, we did move. So when we moved to Mansfield, um, my sister and I were in eighth grade, um, and my brother was in fifth. So we were both in the same middle school or all three of us were in the same middle school for one year. Um, and in that time, <laughs> so much happened. Um, so many stories I could tell you, but I will tell you one. Uh, and it was, it was very eye opening. Um, in that time I started seeing a therapist. Uh, it, it was very needed. Um, I was struggling pretty hard and my mom being a, a social worker, she knew, she knew that something needed to change something. I needed to talk to somebody and I needed to get these walls to come down around me. And she wouldn't stop until I found a therapist that I gelled with. And that's just my mom. She's a trailblazer. She does what she needs to, to protect her kids and get what they need. You know, with my sister, with all of her health issues and, you know, growing up within, you know, doctors and hospitals, it was scary, but my mom was the best advocate anybody could ever, 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 ever ask for. And I think she gets that from her parents, my grandparents, um, they were the same way, right? Uh, my grandparents, that's a whole nother story that I'll, we'll get into, but you know, it's, it's incredible. They, her, her family is incredible. My mom's family is just incredible. So anyway, so I digress. <laughs> so, uh, in Mansfield, uh, the story that I just wanted to tell real quick was that basically my dad tried to take us out of middle school. And thank God we were in the same middle school, me, Becky, and Brian. Um, but my mom had the wherewithal to tell the school if anything were to happen with this man, 
he is not to take us. He has no right to take us. And that's it. And so, you know, the school did their due diligence and they told the teachers, the primary teachers that we were with, and they protected us. They gathered us all together and put us in a room furthest away from the entrance of the school where my dad was. And, you know, he was throwing a tantrum trying to get us and it just, it didn't happen. My, those teachers protected us and thank God. Uh, I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine what would happen and thank God I don't, I don't have to. So, so yeah, I, I mean, thing, little, little things throughout my life would start to add up and make me just feel super, super heavy and weighed down by the little traumas that would happen, the little things, the little episodes, the little events, the little, you know, words that were said to me, the little things that I would pick up, the vibes that I would get from people. It all just was felt like a heavy cloak that I was walking around with um, until I met with a woman named Lynn um, out of Mansfield uh, in Connecticut. I was around 13 or 14, and it took her a year, probably around a year, to really get me to bring, drop my walls, to really, and to work. She had to work hard. Let me tell you, (laughs) she must love her job and what she does because she was adamant. She didn't, she never gave up on me, ever, ever, ever. And I saw Lynn from the age of 13 to about 25, I believe, roughly around there. Um, I had moved up to New Hampshire at that point and I was, I was taking trips every week, once a week or not once every two weeks. Uh, and she, she made time to see me cause she knew I was in New Hampshire and had to make those trips. So every two times a month, I would take trips three hours down to Connecticut for a one hour session to drive three hours back. That's how much I trust her. Um, this woman, when I say she saved my life multiple times, she literally did. Um, and that will be a different episode because I will be giving trigger warnings before those, those episodes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it to, I really want to push this, um, up to the front of, of this episode. And the reason why is because I believe everybody, everybody in this world deserves it. Everybody deserves happiness. Everybody deserves, you know, to be helped when they need it. There, everybody's mental health should be top priority. Just like many people should be taking care of their physical health, they need to be taking care of their mental health. And there is so many people out there, so many organizations, so many just groups of people that want to help. People need to realize that the the states that we all live in, the countries that we live in, it's a world problem. It's a world pandemic. The issue with mental health is incredibly important right now. It's on the rise and we really need to take it seriously. And that was part of the reason why we wanted to um, do this podcast. But I'll talk about that at the end. So yeah, so that happened. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a little discombobulated here. So um, that happened with my dad. So growing up, it it wasn't easy, but it wasn't bad giving us the chance to make decisions for ourselves, my sister and I, and then the courts deciding for, you know, my dad's visitations rights to be revoked was a big blessing. You know, it gave us some peace. Um, Peace, I think my whole family needed. Uh, It was difficult at first to deal with um, because we were used to, I was used to, 
let me say that I was used to being in a hypervigilant state, uh, knowing where my brother and sister were at all times, knowing where he was at all times, knowing where the exits were. Um, I was very hypervigilant on our drives from Connecticut to Massachusetts and then Massachusetts back to Connecticut. I had to protect my siblings. I had to. In my mind, I had to. Um, and that still rings true today. Uh, and not having Becky here anymore was a trauma for me. And I will talk about that, um, you know, at a later episode. But it's there's things that we go through as as individuals that, you know, will stick with us for the rest of our lives. But we shouldn't have to have that weighted vest on us and we should be able to drop it. And sometimes people don't realize that you can. And what I was saying before is Caden and I really, really want to create a community where, you know, not just with this podcast, but, uh, you know, on our social medias, on our, on all of our handles where people can come share their stories, um, in Facebook, on Instagram, on, on, on Twitter, on, um, TikTok, you can use the, our our hashtags, and we can all, you know, relate to each other. You know, nobody deserves to sit in the dark and feel like they're alone, and there's no one willing to help. Because there's plenty, plenty of people who are willing to help, willing to listen, and willing to help you get up and out of the dark place that you're in. You know, if I didn't have Caden many times in my life, I don't know where I would be. And you know, I'm proud to say that. And I'm proud to call him my friend. And, you know, I feel he would say the same thing about me. And there's not many not many people that can say that, that people would drop everything they do to help you. Um, and so that's our goal. So our goal is to, you know, bring education uh, to this podcast. We're going to have professionals on the podcast um, talking about what they do, how, you know, things that they could give advice on for people some tips and tricks that could help people throughout the day if need be. But then we also want to bring um, people, everybody who has a story onto this, this podcast. You know, we, we hear so many stories of celebrities and well-known people. Um, And it's great. It's great to have those. Um, I listen to them myself, (laughs) but I also wish there was a, a space or a podcast where there was more everyday people being able to tell their stories and relate to the people around them. And that's what I feel like I am called to do is to create that space for people. Um, And it's a passion. It's a huge, huge passion of mine. So if this is something that you're interested in, please uh, subscribe to the the podcast. Um, Follow all of our social media channels. You can find them all on our website. Our website is um, www.shiftinthescript.com. And it's shift in, not shifting, but S-H-I-F-T-I-N and then the script.com. And then if you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see all of our social media handles. Uh, feel free to click on those and hit follow or subscribe. And then, you know, if you feel like you know somebody maybe or you yourself would like to be on the podcast, feel free to um, click on one of those links, one of the, whether it be professional or personal, and send fill out that, that uh, questionnaire. And it comes directly to... Caden and I and our our um, our personal emails that we've set up for this business. Um, and if you want to send us a, a direct email, 
feel free. We, we love to hear from you guys. Uh, the, the emails that we have are managed by us, so nobody else reads them. Only we do. Uh, Cadence is K-A-D-E-N at shiftinthescript.com. And mine is Ray, R-A-Y, at shiftinthescript.com. Um, again, those are only read and seen by us, and we do respond back to everybody. Um, so feel free to send us a message if you'd like, um, if you have any ideas, if you have anything you specifically you want to hear about in the mental health realm, we can always look things up and reach out to people and professionals to uh, come on the website or sorry, come on the podcast and, you know, talk about the things that they do. And and if, you know, we have uh, listeners who do have specific requests, um, please send those in. And we, Caden, one thing he's incredible at is finding resources. He is very, very good at that and researching and finding answers and just ways to help people. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to for you guys to connect with us more, hear my uh, more of my story, um, listen to Caden's story when he tells his. I'm sure he'll tell his in parts as well. Um, you know, everybody deserves to have their story out there if they want it to be out there um, in in their own time. So we are creating a space for that. So I hope you guys found this entertaining. Um, if you did, please send us a message. Let us know. Um, you know, rate the podcast if you'd like to. Send us a message. Um, and stay tuned because there's more to come. All right. I will talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Bye.